Hello, you're listening to Gaze Gaze, in which we're gay, and we gaze into media that's by, for, or about ladies who love ladies. And sometimes we talk about other stuff. I'm Erin, and being bad doesn't feel good anymore. And I'm Erin, and what's that movie with Jody and the little dog falls in the well with the lotion? You can't bring up Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um... Let's pause for a moment. Everybody, bring out your two hands and let's give a round of applause to Alpaca for recommending that we watch the movie Debs, 2004 Debs. Because holy shit. Holy shit. You remember how last episode you were like, this is the best movie I've ever watched? (laughs) Pariah is still the best movie I've ever watched, but this might be a close, like, second. (laughs) Yeah, this is, like, Pariah is the best actually good movie. Debs is the best, like, funny, silly movie I've seen. This is the best movie that I have never fucking heard of in my entire life. I know. I had also never heard of it until Alpaca recommended it to us. I know. I was alive. I was 11 years old when this came out. And where was I? (laughs) You were literally sleeping, peaceful, (laughs) blissful, in your bed, eyes closed, a little snore, perhaps. Me too. I after I finished watching Dubs, my first thought was, I wish that I had watched this when I was thirteen. I wish that I had been aware. (laughs) Instead, I was out there watching Sleepover with Alexa Vega like a fucking fool. I can't believe it. (laughs) I was out on Neopets. (laughs) I wasn't sleeping. (laughs) Anyway, would you would you like to give the summary on what Debs is for the uninitiated listener? God help me. I wrote a really long summary for this for like no reason. There's so much going on in this movie. It is necessary, actually. I guess so. I feel like we're going to talk about the details. So I I can't think of any good content warnings. There are guns, but they're like toy guns, basically. And somebody says like the the R slur at one point. Mm -hmm. So if you're sensitive to that, just know that it is incoming and there's some very mild homophobia like oh yeah i would say kind of making digs at amy for being gay and having a lesbian fling is like oh my god at one point so they at first i was like wondering if they were even gonna say the word lesbian in this entire movie but they do they do. It just takes well, them a while well yeah i mean and we'll get into this but the director's a lesbian um, Yo, that's why this is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The director, the woman who directed and wrote this, Angela Robinson, she's a lesbian. So, oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, summary, summary, summary. I love, I love women. There is a secret test hidden within the SAT. This test does not measure a student's aptitude on reading, writing, or arithmetic. It measures the student's innate ability to lie, cheat, fight, and kill. Those who score well are recruited into a secret paramilitary academy. Some call them seductresses. Some call them spies. Fools call them innocent. They call themselves Debs. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Um, And then the intro plays and it's garbage, which like immediately sent me right back into uh, 2003 and I was rolling around loving it. Um, Anyway, Debs. Or Discipline, Energy, Beauty, and Strength, is an organization that trains young adults to become international spies. We follow four of these students, squad leader Max, then Janet, Dominique, and uh, then Amy, uh, who has just broken up with her boyfriend, Bobby. 
The team are tasked by their co-leader, Mr. Phillips, to hunt down the supervillain known as Lucy Diamond. A very dangerous mission, considering no one has faced off against her and lived to tell the tale. Meanwhile, Lucy is being set up on a blind date by her friend-slashed-henchman, Scud. He wants her to put herself out there again and arranges a date at a French restaurant. The Debs, along with the police, stake out the restaurant in order to apprehend her. Lucy quickly wants to leave the date uh, after her date starts talking about her true passion of dance, but she just can't find an out. Uh, lucky for her, while at the stakeout, Bobby demands for the bracelet that he'd given Amy back uh, since they're not dating anymore, but he drops it while fumbling to take it off her which alludes Lucy to their presence and also triggers a shootout between Lucy, her date, and the rest of the operatives. Lucy is able to get away, but runs into Amy while trying to escape. At mutual gunpoint, Amy and Lucy start talking. Amy is writing a paper on Lucy, and so she's really curious about her. As their conversation continues, Amy drops her guard and Lucy escapes. Amy ends up getting a lot of notoriety for this because no one's ever faced off against Lucy and been able to live to tell the tale about it. Later that night, Lucy sneaks into the Deb's dorm in order to see Amy. Amy doesn't want to go out with her, but Lucy takes her at gunpoint. And then one of the other uh, agents, Janet, uh, sees them while they're leaving, and she gets dragged along on their, like, forced date as well. <laughs> Lucy and Scud takes the two to this secret underground club called the Junk Pit. Amy and Lucy open up to each other. Amy starts talking about what she wants in a relationship, and Lucy shares that she didn't kill most of the people that the agency thinks that she did. The two almost kiss, but then Janet interrupts them, causing Amy to demand that she be taken home. Uh, once they get back, Amy blackmails Janet into not telling about anybody about what happened. The next day, the Deb's leader, Mrs. Petrie, uh, comes and tells Amy that she's so proud of her and she promotes her to team captain uh, since she was able to face off against Lucy Diamond. Max, who's Amy's best friend and the current lemur and the current leader of their <laughs> team, <laughs> um, is obviously very angered by this, but she tells Amy that it's okay as long as the team can catch Lucy. The Debs go on a mission to secure a bank that Lucy Diamond is robbing. Max points out that it's a very obviously a trap, but Amy ignores her and orders the team on, on ahead anyway. It is, indeed, a trap. Amy is separated from her team, the rest of the girls face getting squashed by the spike stealing, while Amy and Lucy are together. Amy tells Lucy to turn off the trap in order to save her friends, and also tells Lucy that she doesn't actually like like her. Lucy says she'll back off, but when she goes to leave, Amy grabs her and the two share a passionate kiss. Amy decides to throw away her role at the Deb agency to go off with Lucy. However, the Debs assume that she's been kidnapped, but she's really just off having fun with Lucy. One night, Amy and Lucy talk about uh, their current jobs. Amy figured that she should become a spy, not because she liked it, but just because it was something that she was good at. Similarly, Lucy just, she wanted to become a pirate, but then she ended up becoming a diamond <laughs> thief. I'm not really sure how that happened. <laughs> I mean, um, I think it's pretty clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, Amy says that being with Lucy now, it makes her feel like she's her true self for like the first time. Uh, the Debs get a lead on where Amy is being held, held, quote unquote, um, from the blind date that Lucy blew off. 
the Debs like walk in on the two of them like just post sex, and they feel super uh, betrayed because they had assumed that uh, Amy was in danger this whole time. Amy decides to go back to the Debs' house, where Mrs. Petrie says she'll be punished for canoodling with the enemy. Her teammates say that they should cover up the affair, though, um, so they don't have to deal with the embarrassment of having one of their members seduced by the enemy. They decide that they'll say that Amy was held against her will for a week, and then give her the Deb of the Year award for surviving this, like, experience. Max then pressures Amy into saying that she was mind-controlled by Lucy. Her teammates uh, just want to save face, though. They do not forgive Amy for betraying them. Lucy goes to see Amy again, but this time Amy alerts her teammates and they attack her. Lucy makes a break for it and yells uh, as she gets away, I thought you were different! Scud says that they can get Amy back uh, by righting their wrongs. Uh, So they return the stolen money that they've uh, stolen. They do like a press tour. And uh, Lucy sends Amy various messages of love. They lip sync for their lives. Yeah, (laughs) they lip sync for their lives. At what is basically Deb's prom, Amy's teammates wonder if they should have just let her be with Lucy. Uh, Max tells Amy that she's sorry that they've been fighting and she just wants what's best for her. While giving her acceptance speech, Amy sees that Lucy has snuck in and she rejects her award and runs to meet her girlfriend. A panic ensues on Lucy's arrival, with everybody either running for their lives or running to get their gun to shoot her. (laughs) Amy and Lucy run into each other in a warehouse, much like the first time they met. It is the same warehouse, in fact. It is, which I didn't understand. Because it wasn't the first warehouse in the restaurant. Yeah, Yeah, it was in the restaurant. Maybe this... Maybe the prom was being held at the same restaurant. I don't know. Maybe. It was I guess very that makes weird. sense. It was weird. It looked like the, the prom was being held in like an auditorium. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what that's. Maybe the date was at the auditorium. <laughs> oh, my God. They just because fancied it up as a French restaurant. I think they may have because for maybe. the sting operation. Because yeah. Because they were floating in those like levitating but they float in those they float in those chairs in another scene at a different location none of this makes any sense it's fine don't worry about it it's about lesbians and it's about love it's like totally spies but they're gay (laughs) anyway the team goes to apprehend uh lucy but they decide to let the couple go max says that it's okay as long as lucy doesn't break amy's heart and then the two drive into the sunset together. Yay! What a sweet ending. It's such a good ending. I was like waiting for the other shoe to drop. I was like, 2003, we're not allowed to have happy lesbians. But then we we got it. We are allowed. <laughs> we're allowed. It's allowed. So can I share what I know about the director? Yeah. Angela Robinson. Um, okay, so as I said earlier, Angela Robinson is an out lesbian. She has a wife. They have a baby together. Very sweet. Nice. Uh, Debs was her first feature film. Before this, she made a couple of short films, including one called, like, Chicula, the Teenage Vampire. <laughs> yeah. It sounds incredible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and after Debs, she went on to make Herbie Fully Loaded, <laughs> starring oh. Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was, like... <laughs> 
from like back when I was in Tumblr. So I like check my Tumblr just every so often. I was I followed like a like let or women directors blog and Kirby fully loaded came up. I was like, oh, that's directed by a woman. No, that was directed by a lesbian. Yo, <laughs> I know, and, and a woman. Um, Angela Robinson also made uh, Girl Trash, which I believe was both a web series and a film. And also, iconically, Sammy wrote in to tell me a little bit about this one. She wrote and directed the film Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman, which is based on a true story about how the creator of Wonder Woman was in a poly relationship with two women. And it was through observing their sapphic love for one another that he was inspired to make Wonder Woman in the comic series about her. And so the movie is based on that. And Angela Robinson actually wrote comics for DC herself, too. So I think that this is just kind of like a passion of hers now. So that's her most recent work. Wow, I've I've heard that that's really good. Angela Robinson also worked on The L Word uh, for several seasons. She directed eight episodes, wrote six, and produced 32. She also was a producer for both True Blood and How to Get Away with Murder, both very iconic shows. So oh, she's, wow. a, she's had a you know pretty prolific career after making Debs as her first movie. Yeah. And what a great first movie, honestly. What a fucking good first movie. super solid really funny now okay i have so many thoughts about the cast (laughs) i could talk about the cast of this film all day before we get into like talking about details specific plot whatever let me just get into it and i want to hear your opinions along the way yeah now sarah foster as amy jordana brewster as lucy They're both great in their roles, but from what I immediately glanced at in their filmography, I am not interested in their other work, (laughs) which is fine. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is the one that you said was in Arrested Development? Um, Whoever Janet was. Did you know that uh, Jill Ritchie, who plays Janet, is Kid Rock's little sister? I did not know that. Megan Good plays Max, um, and I know her from playing Sicily in the movie Eve's Bayou, which, in my personal opinion, is the best movie about witches that's been made. Eve's Bayou is such a good movie. I talked about it briefly in our witch episode, but the basic premise is that um, little girl uh, and her sisters are being horribly abused by their father, and she consults with a local witch to cast a spell to have him murdered and Mm. it's yeah it's a mess of a drama it's very good like character study fully would recommend as long as you're up for some potentially upsetting content but it's really good yeah i think i think i remember you talking about that in the witches episode yeah it's a beautiful movie and very moving though obviously it's about child sexual abuse so there is Devin Aoki as Dominique, who is Steve Aoki's fucking sister. Um, <laughs> do you remember? When, here's here's some insider peek behind the curtain, gaze, gaze a moment. Uh, Steve Aoki's manager actually emailed us once. <laughs> do you remember that? I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They emailed us uh, to pitch a musician that they were representing to be like, oh, yeah. you want to do an episode about this? And ultimately, we decided not to. I yeah. just think it's kind of funny to see her pop up again because I didn't know that she acted. Yeah. I thought she was so funny in this movie. She was. She didn't get like a lot of screen time. But, but every single time she did, it was hilarious. It was funny. Her mm-hmm. whole shtick was that she's French. 
And yeah. <laughs> and so she's just speaking with the worst French accent and chain smoking cigarettes the entire it's movie. Really quite funny. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I love oh yeah, when they go out for breakfast, she orders like a single black coffee. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> now, Scud, you said that you thought that he was who again? I, I thought that he was Shaggy from the Scooby-Doo movies, but I think that Matthew is just Lillard. because he was wearing a green t-shirt in one scene. And if you if you see a guy that looks like him and he's wearing a green t-shirt, you just kind of assume that he's Shaggy <laughs> okay. from Scooby-Doo. See, that's true. <laughs> I, for a moment, I thought that he was Dane DeHaan. Oh no! <laughs> How could you? <laughs> they look kind of similar, but You're who a he fraud, actually is? Spider Man. <laughs> Scud is played by Jimmy Simpson, who plays fucking Liam McPoyle in "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." Uh- <laughs> Oh my god, you're right! Yeah. Oh, you're- that's- yeah! That's exactly who he is! Fuck! Yeah, I saw him and I choked on my drink. Like, he- his role in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is so iconic as, like, the most disgusting man alive. It is so funny to see him here as, like, the likable punk boy best friend. Mm-hmm. I love Scud, honestly. I yeah, he was described in um on Wikipedia as Lucy's henchman, but the it just seems like they're like best friends. Yeah, that's the vibe that I got is that they're just best like, friends. Like he was he's out. yeah, he's just like the token straight friend. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know that. We don't know that. Well, well he's into Janet, but Yeah. <laughs> He and Janet have their thing going on. So Miss Petrie, the leader of the dubs, is played by Holland Taylor, who's an iconic lesbian. Do you know her from anything? I don't. So I know her because she played, like, the rich, cranky old lesbian in the L word. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But she's also iconic. Oh, she's in Legally Blonde. Yeah. Yeah, she's in Legally Blonde. But she's also iconic for being Sarah Paulson's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Yes. That was a very Mm. controversial relationship when they first started dating because of their age gap. Mm. Holland Taylor is about 80 and Sarah Paulson's, I think she's in her mid-40s. Oh, wow. Uh, But they've been together for, I think, like seven or eight years now. So, yeah. Michael Clark Duncan plays Mr. Phipps, best known for his role in The Green Mile as John Covey. (laughs) (laughs) imagine having such an iconic role in a film like the green mile and then you do deb's you know it's fine he he says like three lines and i bet he gets paid he's yeah that's so true well he says like he has he has like four lines (laughs) my final point is that there are two women from white chicks in this movie oh my goodness um one of them Jennifer Carpenter, who plays Lisa in White Chicks, she's just a cameo character in Deb. She's credited as a hysterical student. <laughs> um, but uh, Ninochka, the villanelle dupe that, uh, that Lucy goes out on her first date I know, you're, with. you're bargain bin villanelle. <laughs> yeah, she is bargain bin villanelle. Um, she uh, is played by Jessica Caulfield, who plays Tori in White Chicks, who is like their redheaded best friend. Man. I know. Also, Ninochka is such a fucking funny character. I wish I that she was around so much more. <laughs> I like, wish it's she was more, too. Yeah. Russian assassin, lesbian, going out on a date, 
oversharing the details of murdering people. Like, yeah, (laughs) in every regard, she is a parody of Villanelle, but Villanelle came after her. I know, the Villanelle is the knockoff. (laughs) I know, and that's so wild to me. (laughs) Man, Villanelle is the AliExpress Vivian Westwood necklace that looks cooler than the one that's real. (laughs) (laughs) That's too true. No, that is a niche lesbian reference. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Anyway, that's all I have to say about the cast. Like, every single person, I was like, I know them. I cannot believe this. Man. I I still can't um, believe Scott, though. That was the gag of the century. Yeah, what the heck? (laughs) I wouldn't have recognized him, honestly. He looked really familiar, but again, I was like, like, oh, it's because he's Scooby-Doo. I heard him speak, and that was what did it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put out a feeler on Twitter to see if anybody had watched this and if anybody had thoughts. A listener, Assis... Uh, shared that I know she shared that she watched it for the first time a few years ago and found it to be quote a fun and campy romp uh saying (laughs) that women loving women stay winning yeah (laughs) so true (laughs) Uh, they do here and um the second that I tweeted it Sammy uh messaged me and was like when are you recording and I was like tomorrow and she was like okay and then it like three hours later I get an essay in my <laughs> Discord inbox. You can always count on Sammy. <laughs> I'm obsessed with her. Um, she sent a very long message. I'm not going to read it, but what I will share is that um, she made a few points. The first of which being that the punk club is a very obvious stand-in for a gay bar. Yes. Um, uh, you can see some like beautiful butch women in the background, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's very intentional. What she said is that Lucy Diamond and all of her acts of villainy clearly represent queerness and how it's viewed as antagonistic and evil in cishet society, or as I like to call it, society. (laughs) (laughs) I do think it's interesting to go the punk bar route instead of just openly being like it's a gay bar. Yeah. (laughs) It would be too much, right? Right, yeah. I mean, I can't believe that they got away with having, like, a lesbian lead. I know. Um, like, like a very lesbian-forward narrative. Yes. I mean, this movie is by, for, and about lesbians. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect for our podcast. <laughs> Sammy also brought up that the spy narrative stands in as a very interesting allegory for being closeted, which was something that I hadn't really thought about until she brought it up. Um, but, like... Being a spy is in like feeling like you're lying to everybody, feeling like you're peeking in at something that you actually can't touch, but you're just there to observe it from the outside, feeling like you're constantly in disguise and feeling like you're living a double life is being kind yeah. of a double entendre for what it feels like to be closeted. And you see that in Amy's journey as she goes along the way, as she realizes that the whole point of the Debs and the assessment for the Debs is determining how well you can lie. And yeah. the only reason that she's made it this far is that she's been lying her whole life. Yeah. And the way that she can attain happiness is by choosing honesty and accepting the fact that she likes Lucy, that she doesn't want to be a spy. And yeah, that <laughs> she wants to go she, to art school. <laughs> she, yeah, exactly. She wants to go to art school. So. Um. Uh, yeah, th- this was something that I was going to bring up because it happens when... 
Amy gets kidnapped, her and Lucy are just talking about their professions, like I mentioned. And Amy's got like like a perfect score on the the secret SAT test. Um, so she's like the perfect liar. But she doesn't know that at that point. So like Lucy's like, what is the like what is the aptitude test that they're taking? And, and Amy's like, well, I don't know. Um, and then later on, um, she asks she asks Mr. Phillips about it, and he's like, oh, it's about lying. And it is at that moment where she's like, oh yeah, I have been lying to myself, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oopsie. <laughs> oopsie doopsies. I also in that scene, I kind of wondered if they were like hinting at the fact that Mr. Phillips was also gay and like, but chose to be a spy over like love because he's like, love is difficult. Oh wait, maybe yeah, that is that's that's the vibe. That's the read I got. Yeah, hard agree. Oh yeah, he says. Oh wait, is this what he says? Oh no, this is what Scud says. <laughs> Scud says to um Lucy. Uh, when Lucy's like, doing crime doesn't make me happy anymore now that I've met Amy. Um, Scud says, love is harder than crime. <laughs> but um, but Mr. Phillips <laughs> says so something. Right. <laughs> He's so right. <laughs> He's so right. Um, Mr. Phillips says something kind of like similar, but on the spy side to Amy. <laughs> I wish I remembered what it was. Um, <sighs> Sorry. Oh my god, I yawned so hard that like my eyes... Yeah. Yeah. I will say I I love how campy this is and it shouldn't have surprised me that the director was a lesbian because like <laughs> it's just so so you take the SAT test in order to get into Debs. So like obviously these are like high school graduates, like they're um Debs is supposed to be like a college of sorts. But then they're all wearing like catholic schoolgirl uniform i know what is up with it <laughs> i will say i was when i um when i saw the poster for this i was like i guess i just like was like oh god i'm gonna see a bunch of panty shots or something it was surprisingly tasteful <laughs> yeah um it's just their uniform that they wear for no reason i i don't know i would i would love to explore this universe a little bit more it's very it's very funny yeah it, the concept of secret spy division in the u.s government that is just a ton of girls in sexy schoolgirl costumes <laughs> is such a funny concept honestly it is. and then there's like the male division um because like bobby is a part of He's not a part of Debs, but he's a part of like whatever the male equivalent to Debs. It's is. Homeland Security. Oh, what? Wait, what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's Homeland Security, and then just Debs. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. If you're part of Homeland Security, you get to wear a perfectly normal outfit. They're just he just wears like all black. Did you watch Totally Spies? As a I kid? did not. No. Oh, okay. We can't talk about Totally Spies then. I, no, we can you Oh, well, we can't. Well, worry, we can't talk about Totally Spies then. <laughs> um, Totally Spies is a Canadian export. It's a, a cartoon about uh, three girls and they're in college, but then they also are spies uh, and they have like very colorful jumpsuits and all of their spy gadgets are based off of like stereotypical girl stuff and so they'll have like a, a blow a hairdryer but like it's actually like a a super strong blower to to blow away villains or like you'll have like a lipstick but it's actually a laser or a compact but it like i don't know it makes you invisible i can't remember 
Um, and they're like, uh, the dubs have these swings that they use at various locations that <laughs> various locations that are like the interior is a hundred feet tall and they like hang from the ceiling and watch you do crimes and then they jump on you at the end. And somehow um, nobody notices that. And nobody that notices. There are five four or four girls floating in swings. Yeah. <laughs> in the ceiling. Um, but I love it. I love the camp and I love their weird swing things. I thought that was like a funny thing. <laughs> Can I share a, a short unrelated but related anecdote? Yeah. A while back, I was having a conversation with my friend Ellie, and we were talking about like bad movies that we like, um, because I was trying to explain to her the plot of The Master of Disguise, because she had never <laughs> heard of it. <laughs> and I was, like, so, <laughs> I was like, so, his name's Pistachio Disguisey, and he <laughs> wears, dis- he's a spy, he's in the spy family, and he has to wear disguises uh, to be a spy to save his dad who's been kidnapped. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And, Why does this um, sound good when you describe it? Because <laughs> it's, it's a good movie. Okay. And she was like, I think everybody gets to have one niche weird favorite bad movie and i was like we'll see ellie you say this but i have like two or three because mm-hmm. i'm also obsessed with white chicks yeah and i'm also <laughs> obsessed with austin powers and the moment austin i said powers this is good the moment i said this i realized that all three of those movies are campy comedy movies about spies wearing funny costumes and i was oh, like fuck all right, like, hmm. I guess I have a fucking type. I did yeah. not realize that, like, all of my favorite movies are all about campy spies in funny costumes. Let's just add Debs to the list. Honestly. Right? It yeah. fits right in. I love that. <laughs> oh, my the God. I, that's so true. I forgot, I forgot that White Chicks was about the police <laughs> yeah they're in the cia <laughs> or the oh, fbi oh one or the, the other FBI. something and awesome powers obviously international man yeah mystery. international He's a spy. Man mystery, yeah. and pistachio disguisey i mean <laughs> <laughs> pistachio i only remember the turtle scene from that movie but i'm assuming that's the only thing that most people remember here's something you might not remember that movie is only an hour long oh that makes sense yeah was it made for TV? No, it was just made for children. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I thought that you had to be uh, like ninety minutes to get a theatrical release. I don't know about that. I don't. I don't. Maybe not. I think it did get a theatrical release, but it's famously lauded as one of the worst movies of all time. But I'm, <laughs> I'm personally obsessed with it. I've watched it a couple times in recent years. Man. I said it before, I'll say it again. I enjoy The Master of Disguise, starring Dana Carvey as Pistachio Disguise. <laughs> Pistachio Disguise. It sounds like a JoJo character. <laughs> actually. <laughs> he kind of does. Pistachio Disguise would be yeah, the next actually. JoJo character. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. He's the evil stand user. His stand turns you into a turtle. <laughs> His stand just is a turtle. His stand. <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 that movie oh. is racist though by the way oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> no surprise <laughs> it's only it's only uh, an hour and they still fit in racism <laughs> yeah yeah they do <laughs> oh geez they put Dana Carvey in brown face oh no <laughs> yeah they make him be a snake charmer that's oh awful. no that's so bad 
I know. Oh, okay. All right. Back to dubs. Back to dubs. Did you listen to Garbage as No. I don't know anything about Garbage. Oh, my God. I don't... I also don't know anything about Garbage except that I love Garbage and not Garbage as in Trash, but Garbage as in um, the band Garbage. What is... Oh, my God. Because I... As soon as the intro started playing, they started playing... uh, I think it's Paradise... I don't remember. They start playing a garbage song and it just, um, it brought me back, back to that time period so much. I actually, I don't know if anybody in garbage is a woman who likes other women. Um, I think there's just a one woman, so, uh, but I hope so because it, it sure made me gay. I have never listened to garbage. I've never gone out of my way to hear gar. I don't, I don't even know what song it is that you're referencing, honestly. Mm-hmm. But in my brain, the sapphics who love garbage are the sapphics who love the pixies. Oh, yeah. They're one in the same. <laughs> yeah. The pixies is also good. The pixies is good. Back to Debs. What were your favorite scenes? Regale oh me. Goodness. Tell me. I loved them sneaking into the bank and yes. um, Amy just like really not caring and not knowing what to do. And they passed, <laughs> they passed the closet where all of the... Um, uh, people who've been taken hostage are in there uh, and then they just open up the door and they're like we'll come back for you and all of them start screaming and they just like shut the door speaking of that scene when amy leads them into the bank vault and dominique pulls out and lights a cigarette as she does because she's french what a stereotype it's so good and then and, and wait and, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. janet and then Janet is like, don't smoke in here. We have a limited amount of oxygen and I don't want to breathe in all of these toxins. And then Max walks up to Dominique. Janet is thinking that she's going to put out Dominique's cigarette. But instead, Max grabs the cigarette from yeah. <laughs> Dominique's pack, lights it and also starts smoking. It is so funny. Yeah. It's so fucking good. The montage where Lucy and Scud decide to be good. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. They lip sync to a song. They perform a dance in her headquarters. And they interspersed in the dance and lip sync. There are scenes of her going around doing good and, like, people finding out that she, like, has returned all the money she stole and... She's making our reparation. <laughs> so weird. Oh yeah, and then the the Debs have to like um, deactivate a bomb, but then the when they deactivate the bomb, it just shoots out a bunch of balloons that say like "I'm sorry, Amy." <laughs> and they're all heart shaped. I know. And yeah, uh, Lucy puts out her bat signal, and but then she turns it into a heart that has Amy's name in the middle. <laughs> It's oh, so and I didn't even—I didn't even mention this. One of the things that uh, Lucy is notorious for is for trying to sink the continent of Australia. And then once <laughs> once Amy <laughs> rejects her, Scud finds her, and she's like, she's up to like trying to sink Australia again. And he's like, "What do you have against them?" And she's just like, "I hate them." <laughs> why where is that coming from it's i love how just weird it is it's very good yeah do you think that amy and lucy should team up with austin powers Mm, no oh do you Mm, maybe maybe like austin powers movie one is the thing but but how else are they gonna meet austin powers Or, okay, they're going to art school, and then Austin Powers has to go undercover as an art teacher. 
Okay, yes. Now that. <laughs> there we go. Now you're on board. <laughs> yeah. See, the thing about Austin Powers is that Austin Powers in the movies is weird at times. Remake Austin Powers in 2020. Austin Powers is going to be the biggest champion for gay rights that's ever been seen. <laughs> Austin Powers. There, There's all these tweets about like what people think Austin Powers would do if he accidentally misgendered somebody. <laughs> Have you ever seen those? I have. They're really good. <laughs> like, uh, oh, sorry. Didn't realize you were abroad. Row. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love all those, like, videos and posts that are how I think that, like, characters from this series would, like, react to, like, blah, blah, blah. But then they've been, like, period- parodied to, like, to-, to meaninglessness. So they're all, like, not serious stuff. But it's, you know, like, like how the cast of Lord of the Rings would react to you dying and stuff like that. Have you seen those posts? No. <laughs> oh, my God. I think they're so funny. <laughs> I don't have too much to say about this movie, except it was really good. <laughs> Yeah, my last favorite scene is the scene where Lucy first breaks into Amy's room for the first time, and they get into a physical altercation because yeah. Amy uh, doesn't. Amy's like, "You can't be here. Like, I don't want to see you." Before yeah. Lucy holds her at gunpoint to force yeah, her yeah, yeah. on a date. Um, but during that scene, the stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god there's so many like weird sound effects like whoosh whip woof and while they're like doing all these stunts like it's rapidly cutting in between like stunt double stunt doubles that are obviously not them and <laughs> the two lead girls i love it also something i thought that was just interesting was that all four of the debs had a different gun Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, there. That was not standardized. I don't understand why that wasn't standardized. And to be fair, two of them had different uniforms. Dominique and yeah. Max were wearing different uniforms than Amy and Janet were. Mm-hmm. They look very similar, but they're slightly different. Mm-hmm. Amy and Janet don't get to wear crop tops. <laughs> was it because they weren't like they didn't have their stripes, quote unquote? <laughs> Yeah, I thought that did Amy, Amy did. Uh, Amy did have her stripes, didn't she, huh? Yeah, Janet. But her did. heart wasn't in it, so she didn't get the other uniform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. No no thoughts had empty. This was just really, really good. I thought it was so refreshing to watch like a campy, cheesy, corny, early 2000s spy movie. But mm-hmm. lesbians. And like the entire time, all I was thinking was like, a man could not have made this. Like, yeah. It, is, it distinctly does not feel male gazy at all. It yeah. very much feels explicitly for the female gaze. Yes. For the lesbian gaze. Absolutely. And it's it's very sad because I think it bombed in the box office. Yeah. Um, and did. now is just known as a cult, uh, cult film. Man, it's just it's really fucking good. <laughs> Yeah, mm. it is really good. Did you ever watch uh, South of Nowhere? I no, because I keep I keep yeah, you keep bringing it up. <laughs> you're always like no. South of Nowhere was the first like TV representation I had when I was in middle school of like women who love women. Uh, it's a it was a drama series on the N that aired around the same time as Degrassi did, and it was airing in like. I would say like 2006 to 2008-ish, I think, was the window. The base plot was like blonde, kind of prude, 
normal high school girl unexpectedly develops a crush on like wild party girl brunette who is bisexual and is constantly getting into trouble and then she like drags her into all of her shenanigans you know Mm -hmm. honestly kind of a similar vibe to this i feel like if you like debs and if you like like cheesy drama south of nowhere would scratch an itch so man gotta get in on that yeah i at the time that i watched it when i was like 13 I enjoyed South of Nowhere, and of course, I was like, I don't like it because it's gay. I just think it's really interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm just drawing these two girls kissing in my notebook because I like drawing women more than men, and for no other reason. (laughs) Yeah, we're not going to think about that one. We're not going to think about it. (laughs) What would I have even thought? If I had seen this when I was 13. I don't know. It would have it would have been like, oh, fuck, I want to go to art school. I must be gay, too. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I watched this as a kid. Yeah, me too. But I'm, I'm glad sorry. I got to watch it now because I loved yeah. it. Yeah, I loved it. Definitely um, going on, like, my favorites list. Definitely, definitely. The, un- the other funny thing about the, um, like, main theatrical pose poster for this is that um max is actually in the front and amy's like she's in the middle but she's like kind of obscured so actually going into this i assumed max was going to be the main character yeah me too and i also i assumed max would be the main character or and or that max would be the one who is gay Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. did you expect it to be as openly gay as it was no <laughs> yeah i was messaging hoops while i watched it i was like she's on a date with a russian assassin and hoops was like it's gay gay and I yeah was like, yeah it is <laughs> they're on a date it's they're gonna, like, crazy make out and stuff. oh i've been saying this came out in 2003 it actually came out in 2004 but yeah i it, incredible because that's like it, that comes up within the first like five minutes of yeah. this um, it is immediate. I I had to pause and go back because I actually like I did not understand. I was like, wait, she's going on a date? Well, she's a girl. <laughs> she's going on a date with another girl. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh I I can't believe lesbians exist. <laughs> I know. Do you think okay, bold question. Do you think Tila Tequila watches? <laughs> oh, maybe. This seems yes, actually. Yeah. Um, Tila Tequila probably based a challenge in uh, Shot of Love 2 off of Debs. And we don't know because we didn't <laughs> and watch we don't it know. because she is <laughs> Fuck awful. Tila Tequila, yeah. Yeah, truly the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thanks for watching Debs with me. Oh my goodness. Th- thank you to Alpaca who uh, recommended this. Oh yeah, did, did we mention Alpaca said that her favorite line was... I was doing research, and then um, Max replies, I'll bet. <laughs> Actually, it was Miss Petrie. Oh, damn it. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, because it's the scene where they're like, you you went off. You were boning the enemy? <laughs> <laughs> I was doing research. <laughs> I was doing research. <laughs> nice. My t- uh, once again. <laughs> oh, my God. I literally just, Walk. my voice cracked, and I felt like I had aged into, like, a woman who smokes a pack a day. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, we've watched a movie 
that is just impeccable. It's so good. Oh my god, what's next on the schedule? When are we going to watch a bad movie? We're going to watch Killy Eve next. Oh, uh, it's... Uh, I still I haven't mean, even started it, Erin. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I gotta start this. I gotta start Winona Earp. Oh yeah. Winona Earp? It's coming along. Alright. Each The first episode was rough, but then after that, I've liked it more and more. We're gonna do... We're gonna do Killing Eve. We're gonna do... When are we recording Killing Eve? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, then we're doing Jupiter's Jupiter Sunday. We're like, uh, we're like, Pariah's a great movie. Bessie's a great movie. Debs is a great movie. We're going to watch Jupiter Descending. And we're going to be like, Jupiter Ascending is a good movie. (laughs) I can't wait. We're going to watch. All right. Here's kind of the plan for the next little bit. And and Mm. this is subject to change if we got to. Killing Eve. Jupiter Ascending. Winona Earp. Gunjo. Mm-hmm. Finally. Uh maybe the children's hour, I think. Okay. And then some more Winona Earp. That's kind of the summer vibe. That's the summer vibe. <laughs> all right, all yes, right. Any any of that is subject to change. Okay, let's end it. <sighs> Alright, let's end it here. Do you want to do the outro? No. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you feel like it, you should give us a follow on Twitter at Gaze Gaze, where you can DM us, message us, chat with us, whatever. I say this every fucking day and then I can't stop using Twitter because I'm addicted to Twitter. I want to stop using Twitter so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'll get back into running the Tumblr. <laughs> because <laughs> i forgot about the tumblr and stopped running it for a oh, while me Oopsie. too i'm sorry um, that's okay i completely spaced uh twitter is just so much easier because you only have to post a little bit it takes no time yeah but there's a character limit twitter. you can't post that much <laughs> i know i hate twitter i feel like twitter is horrible for my mental health i know i got a fucking i when i opened twitter yesterday or something it was like we updated our um terms of service you have to agree to it if you want to continue i was like no elon musk get away from me in the past week specifically every single time i've opened twitter and gone over to like the news page i swear to god it has only been like propaganda bullshit the minute that elon musk takes over twitter my for you page switches from drag queen drama to this what the heck i don't i know you can also email us at erin at gazegaze.com um if you're looking to get in touch with one of us in particular i'm erin worm moon and i'm erin fishwife and you can just address the email to erin if you're looking to just message both of us yeah we're Um, a unit (laughs) this is true (laughs) i would like to extend my thanks to kate and leslie from neon and nude for letting us use their songs look and love and you pretty thing for intro and outro music you should go buy their album at neonandnude.bandcamp.com uh next week Killing Eve with hoops, I think. If there are any deviations to the plan, we are, I suppose, doing Jupiter Sunday. <laughs> All right, well, we'll have to decide that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we gotta. We should message hoops immediately after this. Yeah. All right. But until then, I am Aaron, and I'm Aaron, and, and we're, we're gay. gay, and we're in the Debs. Yeah, I, I'm great at lying. Actually, oh, I was going to say this earlier. Aaron can't be in the dubs. Aaron is not good at lying. I I'm in the dubs. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I'm incapable of it. <laughs> Aaron got kicked out of the dubs for being a lesbian and bad at lying. <laughs> anyway, bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Bye. <laughs> hey.